0: Welcome to Is This Anime. I'm your anime expert, Jack Metcalf. And uh, joining us once again is uh, Carson Hazlett. Carson, how are you? I'm great, man. I'm I'm great. How are you? Good, good. Um, you were the one who got to pick this series at uh, this time. We are talking about Scissor 7, and let's just jump right into it. Carson, why Scissor 7?
1: Uh, I had only learned about Scissor 7, I think, last year, I saw a trailer for it, I think, on YouTube now. I was like, oh, this look, I like the art style. Let's take a look. Uh, And I was like, oh, this reminds me a lot of Gintama. Gintama. So I binged the entire series in two days.
0: I was like, holy fuck, this is awesome. Yeah, I only watched the first season, and that's basically what we're going to talk about. We're we're primarily going to talk about episodes one to three, eight, and 10, but we can kind of jump around i mean i'll i'll even ask you some teases for uh, the other two seasons but yeah first off uh one of the things that makes the show really bingeable because i think i did it in like one or two sittings is the fact that the episodes are only like 15 minutes
1: they are and it's it's condensed really well where it's not it doesn't feel like it's rushing through but it's the, the episode length feels pretty good
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, all, all killer, no filler, as they say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why why waste time, especially if it's, you know, something like with streaming, there, there's no limits to the format. You could have a, an hour and a half episode like Stranger Things, or you could have a 10 minute episode. There really are no rules. So, so why follow them?
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: but yeah, let me talk briefly about the history. Uh, not a super long history segment. I found one interview with the uh, director of the show. His name is Hei Zhaofeng. Uh Scissor 7, it came out in 2018. It was the first Chinese animated series ever to sign a Netflix original distribution deal. And it was also uh, rebroadcast on it. Uh, according to official sources, Netflix deployed a fleet of pro-dubbers to create English, Japanese, French, and Spanish dubs of the show. Ronnie Chang, uh, he voices the dub of the show, uh, mm-hmm. which is funny because uh, I like Ronnie Chang. I think his his voice acting. I don't know about you. I found it to be my least favorite of the cast, yeah, same, <laughs> okay, so i'm not I'm not being rude. I was like, I'm not feeling it i I did come around to him by the end of the mm-hmm. season, but yep. my initial impression was like, did they just like pick a random guy off the street, but no, it's a, it's the other case where they picked a celebrity, yep. I'm not I mean, I'm not sure how famous Ronnie Chang is, but, you know, he's on The Daily Show. He's in sitcoms, things like that. Um, yeah, so the first season of Scissors 7 had over 180 million views on Bibli, uh, over a million views across over one billion views across the internet. Uh, what else? So Hei Fang, he graduated from the Gangzao Academy of Fine Arts. Way back in 2010, he had some early fame with a show called The Big Girl, which won Best Short Film at the China Image Film Festival in London. It was turned into an eight-episode series that aired in 2014, and he uh, basically did nothing for four years. He just said, he's like, yeah, I didn't have any ideas. I just kind of took an animation break. And then, yeah, he came up with Scissor 7, which uh, debuted in 2018. That's about it. That's my history segment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, said- it is
1: fairly recent, so there's not a lot of history to it.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, the big thing, and this is you, when you... So when you first up, uh, I, I asked you, uh, which series should we do? And you, you named some ones we had already covered. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, it's a little too early for another on. We'll do that next <laughs> year. I know. So sorry. So sorry. Um, But... Uh, you know you said it was a chinese anime I was like okay sweet we haven't done any chinese animation on the show and my impression at least because i went in blind i I did not do research i just found it on netflix and boom i watched it my first impression reminded me uh of the first impression malcolm had for our very first show we ever covered one punch man Mm -hmm. where i assumed the show was a straight shonen and uh uh quickly realized it was not (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, because the opening the opening definitely throws you in for a curveball you see like some kind of badass action segment I'm like, okay, this animation style isn't exactly what I expected, but who knows I'm in for it, and again, One Punch Man is a series that this reminds me of a lot actually, Mm -hmm. I don't know about you Yeah, same here Yeah, it's got some One Punch Man vibes I mean, he, in the interview I read, he has not cited One Punch Man, I'm not going to say every every you know action satire has to be like one punch man but that's kind of the vibe i got from this and and the first episode um i'll be perfectly honest because we value honesty on this podcast Mm -hmm. uh i was not completely into it i'll say that fair enough (laughs) yeah um i did take a million notes we can we can discuss the first episode if we want how it starts so we have um Seven. he's this you know down on his luck dude he's working with a uh, a blue chicken uh, is it w- what's the chick is it G Bao or how is it I think it's Wh- G Bao okay that's because again I, I looked up the Wikipedia name sometimes names elude me so okay G Bao G Bao rules I love the uh, voice actor he reminds me a lot of the uh, the voice actor for Dimple that's uh, what I thought as well is he not the same guy I think he is I just didn't check I'm going to look it up. All uh, right. Uh, uh G. Bao voice actor. This is going to be a pain edit. I'm like fuck this is like. <laughs> this is just uh Dimple. Uh, no, different person. Michael oh, Sharak. I can't believe that. I'm shocked. I thought this would be an easy one to find. I'm like, nope. Different people either way gave me a lot of vibes. They they do have kind of similar voices as you said. They're kind of similar characters as well. Yeah, exactly. They're they're I mean Dimple and in, in um Oh wait, no! Dimple's not from One Punch Man. Dimple's from Mob Psycho. Fuck, yeah. I'm getting all my references mixed up. Uh, <laughs> Mob Psycho, which is currently running, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Dimple is a more twisted character than uh, Ghibo, for oh, sure. Oh,
1: very much so. <laughs> uh,
0: but basically, yeah. Uh, set. We have this uh, main character. His name is Seven. He's missing his memories, so he's got this kind of mysterious backstory. And he's working with uh, Jibao because Jibao basically says if he helps uh, make him rich, he'll help him get his memory back. Uh, we get a little uh, montage, which are the killer secrets. That was pretty fun. So mm-hmm. Killer Secret 1, which is secret infiltration. Jibao introduces this item called the Kaiba Egg that lets Seven transform. Uh, these transformations are a major part of the show. It's funny, uh, when I, when I first watched the season, I guess I was on my phone when that uh, item appeared. so I was just like, for for the first time I was watching these episodes, I was like, "How the fuck is he transforming?" Because <laughs> it goes by very quickly. I'm like, "Wait, is is Seven human or or mm-hmm. what?" Um, yeah, that,
1: that whole sequence, I think, is like less than a minute
0: yeah again it's it's all killer no filler so it goes yeah. by very quickly so i just completely missed and i was like very confused i'm like wait how does like seven transform into dogs or cats or whatever <laughs> uh essential killer uh, skill two: kill with one strike killer skill three uh fly from the scene uh carson do you have any explanation for for the uh creature i call birdie Oh, uh, Xiao Fei. Uh, no, okay, that's, no. Okay. Because yeah. Um, Xiao Fei, as I will now refer to him, uh, he made sense initially cause I'm like, okay, he's a, he's a flying birdie. He helps, uh, seven fly from the scene. You know, mm-hmm. the first time we see him fly, he's grabbing him by the balls, which again, this is, this is the humor we're dealing with on this show. Yeah. But then in a later episode, uh, Zhao Fei, he, he's able to appear as like a buff dude.
1: He he just kind of does.
0: He could, okay, so there's no explanation. Is, not, not it, that I remember. There's there's no backstory episode for Zhao Fei where it uh, reveals what he is. There there is some backstory for uh for the
1: birds, the chickens, but I, I don't remember off the top of my head.
0: Okay, because again, when when that first happens, when he first appears as a buff dude, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed um, the, uh, the killer skill number four uh, montage where we see um, called uh, Be Merciless, where uh, Seven, he's trying to first kill a cat. The cat runs away, tries to kill a fish. The fish slaps him. And then he tries to kill a worm. And you're like, okay, this, this can't be that hard. And the worm somehow escapes and causes Seven uh, to bleed profusely because he cuts his finger. <laughs> that was some good stuff. And then uh, we see Seven. He infiltrates uh, like a he infiltrates a wedding, and they're playing you know the the bride and groom's like meeting montage or whatever. It's like a slideshow, and then you see Seven, and he gets very sad because you know he doesn't have a past, and so he starts just crying, crying like a baby, and completely ruins the assassination attempt. I don't know this show. I enjoy it. The, that first episode, I didn't quite feel, but it mm-hmm. was certainly episode two uh, with the uh, the cats versus dogs where I'm like, OK, this is funny stuff.
1: Yep. No, I agree uh-huh. with you there. I, I didn't get hooked till the end of episode two.
0: Yeah. So basically there's this uh, cat gang boss. I think her name is Meow and uh, she's got a beef with a dog known as Mad Bark. And so she hires Seven to to kill Mad Bark, or no, not to kill him. Uh, it's to to blind him. She wants yeah. him to to blind his eyes. So Seven, he transforms into a, a dog. Uh, he doesn't have the highest opinion of dogs. He at, when he's trying to infiltrate, he throws <laughs> a bone, uh, a haunch of meat, and then uh, what I guess was pornography. I assume so. Doggy, doggy pornography. Mm-hmm uh and you know he's just like okay these guys are too good <laughs> yeah the the dogs in this episode are funny when he when he's like trying to infiltrate you know he's just like oh these dogs are so damn stupid uh at one point a dog like is tossing a ball and it hits his face and then all the dogs like dog pile onto him i love the i love when he's confronting uh mad bark and the the one the one of mad bark's uh guards he he dares uh seven to eat poo <laughs> oh yes no that dog was, can
1: resist eating shit.
0: Yes. <laughs> which I I didn't know that was a dog like thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I had one. I uh, my my dearly departed dog Lucy. I remember there was a party, uh, a high school party, where she she did she did eat vomit from someone someone else in oh. the party who had vomited. <laughs> my my dog just ate vomit the other day. Was it their own? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think even one of my cats, uh, my cat, Bluebell I loved her so dearly. She was like a queen, but even that, I had seen her do that before. I'm like, "Oh god." <laughs> but yeah, the the whole dog eating poop thing, that got me good. Um the the fight between Mad Bark and uh Seven is pretty funny because, you know, Mad Bark, he wears these sunglasses and uh Seven, he of course aims for the sunglasses, but he doesn't realize that like Mad Bark just has, you know, really beady eyes. Yeah, I I think the
1: part that actually got me into the series is when he when he stabs his sunglasses, and then it switches to Seven's face, and then it's an actual person's face, and he just goes,
0: "Sorry, but I'm a killer," and I'm just like, "Okay, I'm in now." Yeah, uh, the the other part, the the part that really got me good was uh, when Mad Bark reveals his tragic backstory with uh, Meow, which oh, is, oh a- yeah. They used to be in love. Uh, they they were so in love, but but Meow wanted babies, and then Mad Bark uh, he walked by a television that said dogs and cats cannot have babies. <laughs> I love it. I do too. It was it was the type of silly thing where I'm like, okay, this this is pretty fucking funny. Because mm-hmm. you
1: know, oh, man. And then he goes up to Meow later, and then he starts singing that song. And I'm like. I didn't realize the series was amazing.
0: Yeah, I think episode two, again, you know, if you're watching, you know, you gotta watch episode one, it's the introduction to the characters, but episode two is definitely a step up in quality. Yeah, I didn't even mention uh, the other part. What, so what's the deal with the, the Stan robots? Do you, can you explain that mythology a bit more to me?
1: Yeah, so there's a, I guess, a country in the world called Stan, and they're very technologically advanced. And they, and this is revealed a little farther down the series uh they there's this group of killers called the i believe the killers league or the assassins league and i don't remember if they ever explained like the whole tension between the two but they they don't really like each other and seven as it's revealed in the first episode has this badge from the killer league so then the robot sees the badge and like oh this guy's a killer let's fucking kill him
0: OK, yeah, we, we completely slipped over that because I did want to just get straight to two, which was an episode I much preferred. But mm-hmm. but also one does introduce us to another major character, which is 13. She's another badass assassin. She plays a big role in the series, I guess, kind of set up as a love interest for seven. I have not watched uh, anything past season one, so I don't know if that gets developed further. But she's definitely set up as like, you know, the co-lead when it comes to the assassination story. Yeah, yeah. 13 is cool. You know, she I- she's got a cool mask. The vague mask. If anyone's into Street Fighter Two? Uh, well, at least she fights fair. Yeah, she rules. Um, yeah, episode three uh, continues the uh, the dog and cat gang war. Uh, Thirteen kind of shows up. Was was she trying to get Mad Bark just because he's another assassin, or because uh, Meow put a hit on him as well?
1: I believe it Meow put a hit on him, but I th- oh no, she doesn't. She said she didn't put a hit. She only hired the ugly guy. Um, so I think she's just. Kind of there to kill Mad Bark. I don't know if that's ever actually fully explained.
0: So yeah, thirteen. Uh, she's not given much explanation for why she enters this episode, but yeah, yeah. she ruins, shows up to ruin things with Mad Bark and Meow. Yeah, there's this whole thing where thirteen keeps thinking that seven is actually Mad Bark, and then you know seven is constantly transforming to try and prove that he isn't, and then she just it's like okay, well I guess Mad Bark just has his power.
1: I, I just love how much they use the Gaiba egg. And it doesn't feel like a short of like just this one gimmick. I love how many different fucking things he turns into.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We we see in a later episode he like turns into a coconut. That yep. was pretty funny. He's like, you know, he's he's there for a mission, but he's mostly there to lurk uh girls at the beach. <laughs> yeah, so so seven and thirteen, they have this fight. Uh and this is this is where um Zhao fang the the birdie transforms into his buff state yeah
1: Yeah, i think he he gets stabbed by one of the throwing stars and then uh that 13 throws and then turns into uh muscle chicken i believe is what they call it
0: okay that's his official name all right muscle chicken i believe so muscle chicken rules yeah uh 13 is then surrounded by the cat gang so she flees Let's let's talk about an episode we're we're not officially talking about, but I really enjoyed, which is the cancer girl story. I thought that was oh, a nice episode. Oh yeah,
1: that was a really good one.
0: That was like okay, this show has heart. So yeah, there's this one girl. Um, she's uh, what is it? Because again, I I didn't watch this specifically for the show, but is she uh, trying to dodge an assassin or she, she? It's not revealed till the
1: end of the episode, but she yeah. hired seven to kill her because she has cancer. And she wants to die, like, she wants to go out on her own way. And she mm-hmm. thought getting killed by an assassin is the coolest way to die. So she yeah. spends her last day doing everything that she has on her bucket list, only to be ready to get killed by an assassin.
0: Yeah, so that's kind of the fun of the episode. She's constantly yeah. making Seven jump through all these hoops. She's like, wait, I want to do this this thing, this one more thing, and so on and so forth, until you find the reason. And Which, then Seven, yeah.
1: When I found out, I was like, oh, shit. I
0: was not ready for that. Yeah, uh, it's it's you know the typical sitcom thing of you know having a bunch of silly episodes and then uh, having a heartfelt one right in the middle. Um, I, the thing so I wait, love. Sorry, go ahead. No, so so there's a whole thing where uh, at the very end of the episode, she like uh, Seven basically says he can heal her. Do we ever did we ever get a scene where we actually see her like go to the doctor or is or Seven just says like I know a guy and it's just kind of. Past uh,
1: that that's brought up, uh, I believe, in season two.
0: Okay, gotcha. Cool. So there is an answer to that because because yeah. yeah, I watched the episode and you know he explains that, but then there isn't much of a resolution, and then you see her at the end of season one, basically.
1: Yeah, the one complaint I have about season one is not a lot actually gets resolved.
0: Well, thankfully, there's a season two, and we can all binge it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the The power of binging, but yeah. Uh, what was your other thing you were about to say? Uh, I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Episode eight. Why pick this one, Carson?
1: I, uh, the reason I picked that one is it happens a lot in season two is I love the friendship between seven and the bodyguard. I think they are so fucking funny together.
0: Okay. So, so the bodyguard appears more often then. that's cool.
1: Yes, he does. He is fantastic.
0: Yeah, so this uh, this fight between um, Seven and the bodyguard. Basically, the bodyguard is is bodyguarding a uh, a person who is like cheating on his wife. Uh, his name is He Don Chan. Uh, he's also a part time security guard because that's the other thing too. In in this world, assassins have to have uh, other side gigs. I love that little reference. I I do too. Yeah, it's it's a fun bit of world building. Do we ever uh, find out what uh, 13 does uh, for part time or what? Uh, I don't think so. I think she's just strictly an assassin. Full time assassinate. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. So so there's a funny thing where, you know, hey, uh, and uh, seven, they're having this fight. Hay gets uh, seven into a chokehold. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, seven just doesn't leave the chokehold and we just get a montage of him just like trying to like do his like daily life while in a chokehold he's like Uh, brushing his teeth he's like sleeping with him
1: yep it's like the golden seven day lock or something like that i don't remember what it's called but yeah the lock cannot be broken for seven days so that he has to go about his life with this bodyguard on his back then eventually he just gets tired of it, and they just sit down and have a conversation.
0: Yeah, and then a missile comes. Uh, so again, I had not seen season two; I wasn't even sure if um, Hay survived this season, basically. So that's interesting. Yeah. Do, oh, he Was does. there where? Do, where was there an ex- explanation for the missile, or is it just a random fucking thing?
1: Uh, it was launched by the Prince of Stan. Oh, uh, okay. Trying
0: to destroy the island. This this show moves fast. It moves very fast. Cause I'm just like, wait, there's a fucking missile. Okay, and then you know <laughs> we we get what I thought was like a, a tragic sacrifice, but I suppose no, hey, hey does survive. Whoops. No worries. Yeah, episode ten. This again reminded me a lot of like the uh, the season finale for season one of One Punch Man, where you just get a big fucking battle. So it's the Prince of Stan. He's he's a nerdy looking dude. He is. Uh,
1: he. It was interesting seeing this be the big bad because typically for you know show like shows like one punch man it's always these big fucking muscly guys or aliens or shit like that and it's just this kind of nerd guy who uses technology but he it turns out to be a really fucking good fight
0: yeah no it's fantastic so yeah um uh who was it 713 and um muscle chicken all participate in this uh that you know they're all teaming up to fight uh the prince of stan and we also learn a bit of uh Seven's backstory which is that Jibao found him on a beach 2 years ago a doctor healed him but left him with a $100,000 medical bill which is basically why um Jibao uh why Jibao made uh, Seven work for him effectively to clear that debt yeah it's it's
1: such a small plot point but it does make a lot of sense for the character and i just loved it
0: yeah and you know Jibao rules um yeah, so so this fight, uh, Se- so with this fight, Seven actually is able to make a pretty badass strike where he holds the Prince of Stan down and then he summons his scissor. Uh, and it looks like a killing blow. And, you know, it like it, it pierces Seven as well. But it turns out that the Prince of Stan had a gorilla heart again.
1: Which which I love is just something mentioned in passing. It's like human hearts are so weak.
0: So I had mine replaced with the gorillas. I love that shit so much. Yeah, it, it's it's again a very one punch man joke, uh, yeah. but I love that type of thing. Um, yeah. So, how how did Seven take him down again? He he gets a sword from uh, Thirteen, basically. Yep, he, I believe it's called the Thousand
1: Demon <sighs> Dagger, which the blade of the sword is all shattered. And I guess if you're good enough to use it properly, you can control the shattered blade to kind of make it any size or shape you want. So the princess Dan puts up a shield, and he's able to move the sword through the shield because of all the shattered sword parts.
0: It's again, we're we're trying to describe something that you know, you know, just just watch the fucking just show. It. It, yeah, yeah, it's a tough thing to do. Yeah, let's just kind of talk about the show in general. I really enjoyed the humor of it. Again, Ronnie Chang's voice acting uh, leaves a bit to be desired. It did yeah. get better in the first season, but yeah, it's just a it's an example of you know them taking. And again, no offense to Ronnie Chang, I'm not sure they necessarily needed a, a name to do that voice. No, probably not. And, I and How many people know who Ronnie Chang is? Let's let's be real.
1: When when I first watched the show and I heard
0: him talk, I was like, "Oh no." Yeah, I was worried the rest of the cast was going to be as yeah, not good I, as him.
1: I thought the same thing. I was like, "Oh, this is
0: this is not
1: good." But it, it grew on me with time
0: yeah he definitely gets better uh by the last couple episodes but yeah that yeah. first episode i was like oh god this delivery is so stilted did it, they just you know yeah. find? So- did they find someone off the street or something and then yeah i look it up i'm like no it's typical hollywood thing. voice acting yep yeah the uh, the chris pratt mario thing as well oh <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> find find <laughs> someone who does not care I mean, at least Chris Pratt is kind of famous. Ronnie Chang is uh, again, no disrespect to him. I find him funny in his stand up, but I don't think he's a name. <laughs> I'm sorry no, Netflix. i
1: I don't think I don't think those two demographics overlap that much,
0: but yeah, the rest of the cast holds their own again. The person who voices Ji Bao does a great job, Reminded me of Dimple. He's fantastic, and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of the series progresses. I mean, uh Carson, can you can you give a tease for how the the other two seasons go?
1: Yes, I can. Season two is. Pretty similar to season one in the sense of the setup. It's it's kind of it's almost a little villain of the week, which I don't hate because the villains are really interesting. Season three, oh boy, <laughs> season three takes a complete one eighty, uh, and I love it. It's how much of Gintama have you seen?
0: Uh, I only saw the one movie because my boss, uh, he's in Gintama. He voices Gintama. Uh, yeah. He made he made me uh, do a, a promotional thing. He was he was going out for. A, not SAG, whatever. It, mm-hmm. it, what's the union? Fucking is It's uh, ACTRA? No, whatever I, I the Canadian...
1: Think, I think, oh, shit, I completely forget.
0: Whatever the Canadian union is called, I'm so sorry. Um, I He was uh, trying to get nominated for a voice acting award, so I had to watch his Gintama uh, movie. Yeah. And it was funny, because I've never watched Gintama before, and I, I was completely oh, fucking lost. Yeah. I know, people like, I know people like the show, but the movie I watched was called The Very Final, so it was oh, the yeah. end. Oh, yeah,
1: that's it's the end, and... Starting there is a very bad start. Um, but there are some points in Gintama where the show takes a complete nosedive. It's a pretty lighthearted show. Uh, but then it can its biggest strength is at the drop of a hat, it can turn into a really good action drama. And that's basically season three of Scissor Seven. And okay. oh my god, it's so good. There are there are moments in season three that made me cry.
0: I'm uh, definitely gonna have to watch it. I mean, the, the great thing about the show, like I said, is that the episodes are short. You could easily watch a season in just an afternoon.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't want to say too much because I think, this, especially season three, it's best to go on not knowing basically anything. But whole, season three is probably my favorite season of anime in years. Damn,
0: that that is high praise. Yeah, for sure. Do we have any more thoughts? This podcast is going fast, but I feel it's like a Scissor very- Seven. I feel like Scissor Seven. It's it's all killer, no filler. Uh, um. Something, something <laughs> I absolutely loved
1: about season one is I love the soundtrack.
0: The soundtrack it's, rules. It's I love so it, yeah. at,
1: at times it's like this hard rock anthem. And at times it's just got that mellow guitar in the back for the, the lighthearted scenes. Uh, that's, it's something I don't see basically anyone talking about, but I love it.
0: Yeah. I mean the, the intro music, which is also used for a lot of the big fight scenes. is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, uh, again, like many anime, the, the ending theme is kind of more somber and sad. So that kind of plays during, yep during those moments. But yeah, the soundtrack to the show's fantastic. Shit. This is a quickie, man. This is a quickie. Uh <laughs> any more thoughts before we get to our favorite segments? Oh,
1: man. Most of my thoughts on the show come from later on in the show, so I can't say too much.
0: Uh you know what? Drop drop one for a spoiler warning. Just just for some meat. Drop one? Uh okay. Um when
1: When Seven decides to leave the island and go back and kind of figure out his past, oh, that's that's some good shit, there,
0: man. All right, I think we're we're ready for speed wagons. So cue the music.
1: Speed wagon, speed
0: wagon, speed 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 wagon. Allow me to elucidate you. The name is Robert E.O. Speedwagon. So for those just joining, in, uh, the Speedwagon is our favorite supporting character of the batch of episodes that we watched. Hmm. Uh, Carson, I'm going to let you go. I, th- I thought I had mine, but I'm going to think a moment or two longer.
1: Uh, it's hard because most of the cast is just so likable. Uh... For me, I think it's got to be thirteen, just because I know where that character is going, and I love every moment that she's on screen.
0: I'm gonna go with the pooping dog. I think that's my. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's the one. I was gonna say Mad Bark, but I'm like, no, my heart's gotta be with the pooping dog. Yeah, he's, he rules. Yeah, he's he's very very funny. But yeah, that's I a mean great the kid- fucking choice i i like the cast of the show a lot i mean at the end of the season one finale we you know we get to see all the the cast they're all waiting for seven you know they they thought seven was a dumb asshole but it turns out they all love him again i'm looking forward to watching more of it i definitely will yeah final thoughts on scissor seven this is a speedy one um but yeah i think we kind of talked about it i I think so (laughs) uh final thoughts the show's great if you're into one punch man uh, or any like kind of satire shonen satire type of show uh yeah it's a fun one again it's it's a quick moving show you can watch these seasons in just an afternoon fun characters great action killer soundtrack i don't know that's that's it it's it's a it's a very very solid show That
1: really good <laughs> <laughs> Carson, where can people find you uh, if you are looking for me, a small Vancouver voice actor, uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at C. M. Hazlett. Uh That is spelled H-A-Z-L-E-T-T, because people don't know how to spell my last name. <laughs> That's all.
0: Uh, yeah, you can find me at only real Jack M on Twitter at Jack is Jack on Instagram. I mean, it's all in the notes, anyways. Uh, find us at is, is this Anime Pod on Twitter and Insta. Definitely more Insta because we're actually active. I haven't posted on Twitter in years <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I'm just, like, tw- dude. Even with like my own marketing job, Twitter is like, Twitter oh. is for for so called intellectuals, and I'm a oh. so called intellectual, and you're a so called intellectual. But when it comes to marketing, I'm just like, I don't know. it's a Uh, a whole other beast insta's more fun
1: i have twitter to talk about video games i'm playing with the small people that actually give a shit on
0: twitter like me like me and i'm like oh sweet i like your tweet and i'm like shit you like yakuza that's dope you never told me yeah um (laughs) that's my twitter (laughs) i like i like twitter too because uh for the nintendo picture nintendo needs to get their shit together with their uh Uh, picture and video uploading feature, because, like, you have to basically post to either Twitter or Facebook to make it work. Like, there is, like, an app, but it's, like, garbage to use, as opposed to, like, PlayStation and Xbox, where, you know, those apps are fantastic. I Mm -hmm. I love the PlayStation and Xbox apps, because I can just post clips of, you know, favorite moments in a game I'm playing right now, and I'm like, okay, sweet, it's on the app in seconds. Then Nintendo, I'm like, fuck, I have to post, like, four pictures at a time on Twitter? Fuck this. And I'm, I'm saying this because, uh, yeah, Pokemon's coming out soon, and I'm just like, shit, I'm going to have, like, a lot of photos I want to sh- annoy my friends with. <laughs> Same. Uh, yeah, that, that's it for our podcast. This was a quickie, but you know what? It's like sc- Scissor 7, so, you know, all killer, no filler. Uh, take care, y'all. Oh, yeah. Speedwagon Speedwagon Speed wagon. Speed wagon. Speedwagon! Speedwagon! Speedwagon wagon. Allow me to elucidate ya The name is Robert E. O. Speedwagon.